Hey, Nelson, alcoholic addict. That's not my real name. That is a name I use here uh, as a pen name for my newsletter, LOL Sober. There's a new movie that came out this past weekend called 3,000 Years of Longing, and it stars Idris Elba and Tilda Swinton, two actors I really, really like. Um, it's basically a reimagining of the idea of a person getting three wishes from a genie. And in this case, Swinton is the person and Elba is the genie. I have not seen the movie. I probably won't. It's getting mixed reviews and it's just not really, I have no idea if it's good, bad, or somewhere in the middle. Um, but I did start thinking about what would I do if I had three wishes myself? And I would challenge anybody listening to this or reading this, uh, Think about it. What would you do? You have three wishes. Like legitimate, make three wishes, go. What would you pick? And at first I thought it was a fun little thoughtless exercise while I ran on a treadmill at the gym. And so I'm running on a treadmill and I just kept thinking about it. And I had this like deep and very interesting revelation that ultimately came out of it. And I wanted to, I thought it'd be worth sharing. Let me start with some obvious ones that I first thought about, and then, I, but I decided I ultimately would not do any of these. So the first one was, I would not wish that I could drink like a normal person. I've thought that in my head a million times, but the, when, when the rubber met the road and I have these wishes that I could use, I thought I don't want to do it. And the reason is, I've seen the benefits of a life without drugs and alcohol, and, and I like it, you know? It's just, I think I would, would not wish to be a normie drinker, believe it or not. And also, I, you know, I, I kept thinking about that joke, um, you know, about normal drinkers. It's the one where someone, <laughs> someone in uh, recovery says, you know, if I could drink like a normal person, I'd do it every day. You know, I just can't even imagine um, being that, be, being able to do it. Like it's, it's beyond my, my, my imagination. So that's, I would not pick that. So the second one I would not pick is I would not wish to go back in time and tell myself to never start drinking and drugging because of where the where the road took me. I for one I don't think it would work, you know? <laughs> I think I think I'm such a contrarian that like if if an older version of me showed up to tell a young version of me not to drink that you shouldn't do that, I I I think it might make it worse. I'm a contrarian. I think my younger self would have taken it as some sort of challenge, like, oh, yeah, well, we'll see about that, you know? So I wouldn't, I, I don't think I would pick that. And then what about getting rid of all drugs and alcohol in the world? Like, I had that thought. I thought, oh, like, wipe that out from the face of the earth, get rid of it. And it was one of my first thoughts because I've seen addiction up close and personal, and it is devastating, obviously. Uh, but, but I don't know if I would wipe it off the face of the earth. There's millions of people who use alcohol responsibly, and there are millions of people who need opioids for their health care or marijuana for whatever. So I, I don't think I would pick that either. Uh, I, I did think long and hard about going back in time to prevent myself from getting sick with bacterial meningitis, uh, get vaccinated, and then like avoid people the week I got sick, something like that. As I have discussed many times on this newsletter, I got sick with bacterial meningitis when I was in college, and I spent a week in a coma, and I woke up, and I just was never going to be the same. I ended up having multiple amputations on my feet, um, and so I have a significant disability that affects me every single day, causes a lot of pain, um, and I also think getting sick got me introduced to opioids for the first time, 
and it pushed me into like the easy pass lane be- for becoming a raging alcoholic and a drug addict. So it sped up that process. But I don't think I'd pick that either. Uh, I did think long and hard about the obvious one, the first one probably that comes to, comes to your mind, which is like, hey, Genie, how about $50 billion, please? Here's, here's my account numbers. But I kept coming back to that one, so I can't pretend to dismiss it. And I might ultimately, like, if I had the three wishes, maybe I would sneak in a couple bill, a couple billions. Um, but I, honestly, the wrestling match was, the truth is I, I would be worried about me as a billionaire, even with 13 years sober, because... Money. When I've had money, I'm not great with it. It's just it can be as addicting and problematic as some other behaviors, bad behaviors for somebody like me. And um, but the reason I I thought about it, I still think about it is I do think you need money in the world. Right. And you can do a lot of good in the world with money. Uh, My kids would be taken care of. My family would be taken care of. So so I would think long and hard about that. But I ultimately landed on the idea that I would probably use my three wishes for something bigger than me. Uh, And that's a gift of sobriety. I don't think, um, you know, even if I didn't get, even if I stopped drinking, but I was just, you know, um, dry, a dry drunk, I think I would pick a bunch of shit for myself. But I decided the the three that I would pick would probably be something like, um, you know, world peace, getting rid of cancer, maybe ending hunger on earth, something like that. Um, so no wars, no cancer, um, and no, no, um, people who are food to, you know, struggling with food. So that's, I think I would think that's, that's what I think I would do. But what I, what I got, when I got done thinking it through, I realized that I do wish a lot of the bad stuff that has happened to me I'm talking about the the amputations, the meningitis, the addiction stuff. I do I do sort of say that I wish it had never happened, but but I also if I got rid of that, um I think I'd lose every a lot of the stuff that I learned about myself, all the tools I picked up over the years, all the wisdom, you know, when you think about the worst things that happen in our lives, you know, you kind of probably do wish they didn't happen, but like would you give back what you learned when you came back from it, that's a tough conversation. And for me, I don't think I would. Uh, Later that day, I was at a 12-step meeting where the speaker was just very funny, just a very funny guy. And he went out of his way to say repeatedly that uh, he tries to be funny when he talks about getting sober because um, he wants to emphasize that sober people are not a glum lot. We are not a glum lot. It's in our literature over and over again. and that's one of my core principles of staying in recovery. I did not get sober to be miserable. I, I do not want to be uh, part of a glum lot. And as I looked at that room at all those former drunks and addicts laughing hysterically, it was, it was like the most joyous and happy room of any kind that I had been in in a long time. And that's what I see at a lot of 12-step meetings. Man, they are just – we're serious. We're serious about recovery so that we can laugh the way that we do. And that's a beautiful thing. And it, it also got me thinking about how if I hadn't fallen down so far, I, I could not have appreciated climbing back up as high as I have. You know, without the lows, how do you feel the, the good days, you know? And because once you know the pain of hitting rock bottom, everything feels a little more beautiful when you, when you stop, <laughs> stop hitting rock bottom, you know? And so with all that stuff in my mind, it, you know, it 
dawned on me that I had stumbled onto a pretty important idea that if if I had wishes that I could make with a genie, I basically wouldn't change anything about my own life. Like, think about that. I came to the realization that this life sitting right here in my lap is exactly the one I want. You know, when people when people ask me how I'm doing, I often will like kind of grumble, like living the dream, you know, and they'll laugh and I'll laugh because they know what I, you know, that I'm sort of joking, jokingly putting down um, what's happening, whatever's happening in my life. But God, I might actually be living the dream. Like, holy shit. Like, wow. So that propelled me into the weekend, just a realization that I, I have the most awesome life. There's Yes, there's ups and downs and kid yelling at you for this and kid yelling at you for that. But I have the most awesome life that I could imagine for myself. And um, check back with me in a few days when we can't get the kids out the door on the, for their first day of school next week. And I'll probably have forgotten it. But for a short time, um, I felt like I, I could let the genie stay in the bottle. And what a gift that is. Jeez. Thanks for letting me share.